Oh, oh yeah, we're here again, again. The black men of the apocalypse. Yeah, apocalypse. 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 You know, I love this track, man. Okay, man. on me, man. Most men, black apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I still think you should get Link and sample his voice because that voice is unique. Well, I, I, want I spoke to I Link yesterday, innit? Well, yesterday. This, the podcast okay. we did, the podcast we did will yeah, come yeah. out Thursday, but we spoke yesterday and we okay. tried to get we tried to actually get around it yesterday because he was like, yeah, don't, next time I'm on the show, is like, yeah, but this show will go after the show where, where you will come up, like, where you won't be on. He was like, yeah, oh. Yeah. So we well, I have some information out. about Link. What is it, dude? He texts us at inappropriate times of the morning. He's <laughs> <laughs> in America, dude. dude expect, dude. He needs to realise the time. Link, if you're listening back to this show, dude, <laughs> I was in work at half past five this morning. I don't respect the three forty-five a.m. message that wakes me up out of my sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Kiza. I nearly put KMT and went back to sleep, but I didn't even have the energy to do it, brother. I just tried to roll over and go back to sleep. But uh, we, we, we'll be sending it. You need to have the London clock. You need GMT on his phone as well, or whatever it is, man. GMT. Um, actually, I think he doesn't really focus on the time, actually. He just, he just kind of hopes. Like late, last night, he calls me. I was like, yeah, let's do a podcast. I was like, I can do it pretty much any time, which is one of the things you should never say to Link. I was like, I can do it any time. Yeah. Anytime, because I'm on holiday and I've got like, you know, nothing but time and opportunity. You know what time he calls me? Just the moment I was about to put my head down on the pillow. <laughs> That's exactly what he called me. I was just... Like his laugh as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. Like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, he was... I just heated up my bed with a blanket in it. And I was like, ah, yeah, it's toasty, man. It's nice. And then this all I hear is my phone ringing. I'm like, it's quarter to three in the morning. Quarter to three calls me up. And I'm like, dude. I got, I got to take my kid to induction in the morning at like nine o'clock, no, 8.30. And now you're calling me. No yeah. way. So we, did, we, we just said, you know what, Saki, let's do a podcast, man. Saki, so we did it till like four o'clock in the morning or something. No way. So Whoa, okay, okay. Go yeah, on, I man. mean, that's a dedication, man. We got to do this, man. We're out here now, man. We're, we're, in, the, we're in the deep water now, man. We can't just quit now. There's no quitting. We're, we're yeah, like, dude. how many shows oh. in? 14, 15 shows in? Dude. My yeah, mic's really? on route, dude. My mic's on route within five or six days. My mic's there. Yeah, we're so 15 shows. Well, we're like um, four extras. And this is the 11, I think, I believe this is the 11th uh, main show. So we're 15 oh, shows, okay. it, man. Yeah, so that's oh. like that's like almost three months. We've got on like Jay Leno. Yeah, I'm not even Jay Leno. Man, I feel like, I feel like, um, what's that geezer's name? Yeah. <laughs> the guy's always like, no ass. What's that Jay Leno? No, man, the, the black dude, man, with the bald head and the, the moustache. Oh, Dave Chappelle. No, dude. What is it? Wait there, wait there. Montel. Is it Montel? Montel Jordan. No, nah, man, wait there, wait there, wait there. Uh, Godfrey does a good impersonation of him, man. Uh, uh, the, the, he's a host, though. He's a host. Oh, I knew you on about. I've seen your host. What's his name? No, 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 no. The big guy, man, he's a bit more chubby. He kind of looks after people like it as well, isn't he? He kind of does like a show where he kind of looks out for people and does a little bits for them and that, man, in the community. What's his name, man? Steven something, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Steve Harvey, that's it. Steve Harvey, man. Steve Harvey. Yeah, Steve Harvey. Yeah, Steve Harvey, man. I feel like that guy, man. So, yeah, we're getting on with it, man. We're really good, man. I'm, I'm proud of you guys, man. Thanks for sticking by it and believing in the dream. You know what I mean? I'm supposed right, to be. A com- I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go comedy on a Monday, you know. Really? And the reason I haven't been is because I'm, I'm. You come to the right life. place, my friend. I've come come <laughs> to the show, mate. So, why? Well, you know what I mean? I'm having to sacrifice, man. So. Oh man! Oh no! It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know something? I don't need to go. I go, man. You know what I mean? But. There's I mean, plenty of comedy here, man. There's plenty of comedy here, man. Tell us some jokes, you know, No, just have some jokes. Really nice. I just tell you jokes like that. You like, you don't you don't just turn, you turn me on like a tap and say, "Yo, hey. tell me some jokes." Yeah, he wants you to sign the If you met bloody Eddie Murphy, would you say, you know, do, do some acting? You know, I mean, you can't just say, "Tell me some bloody jokes." Right? You know yeah, like that, man. I'm trying to yeah. check you out of a free show, dude. Man, give me a free yeah. show. Hey, I've actually got. I got. Sorry, mate. 
And I was going to say, the amount of time people have come up to us as musicians and go, I'll oh, play me a tune. So yeah. really, I'll like it. That's you know it, what I mean? man. That's like, what I'm saying. I have actually got a show on the 8th of February to um, something called BAME, the community group that I'm part of, Sneering Group. And yeah, they, they wanted me to do a comedy set, man. So to be fair, you know, because it's like big, it's big people, it's black people, big people. So I've had to kind of think, well, what can I say and what can't I say now? Yeah. You know, part of my act, most of my act is kind of clean, but some of it does have a few Jamaican cuss words. <laughs> so I need to decide, do I keep the Jamaican cuss words in and, or, or, and, or, cut the, or cut the act or just go through it and say, you know, something? You'll laugh and you'll find it funny. If you don't, you shouldn't be in here anyway. What, what do you reckon, lads? What do you reckon? Jamaican cuss words are naturally funny. Yeah, but yeah, Jamaican, 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 Jamaican cuss words. Yeah. Sorry, shall, shall I continue? The thing is with, with Jamaican people, as yeah. they get older, they you know they used to be young and all abrasive and you're your boombo, your boombo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. words there. Yeah. <laughs> and when they get older, now when they get older, that's the funny thing. When they get older, they're like, me not hear that business no more, man. And you're like, hold on, man. When did you get respect? When did you get respect? You been swearing. Like, my mum's the worst one for it. My mum's swearing, effing and blind everywhere. Like every second word is effing and blind. And then she'll come. She she won't listen to no music with swearing in it. She, I'll be like, why don't you listen to it? Yeah, man, we don't want to listen to nasty tunes. That there's too many cuss words and bad wood. I'm like, you, you do the cuss words and bad wood. <laughs> and then you know she's past that, that that age you know that age group where she's now old you know she's like she's an old lady now so she's like she fixes above it all like now she's you know got a bit of reputation and she's you know I'm like dude nah man nah man so I That's would say I'm thinking man what, what should I do man should I keep it in I'll keep hey, it in man. man nah I'll keep it in sack it yeah yeah I'll keep it in because they might relate yeah, to me, you know, they might, because maybe they come to see comedy in it. So that, you know, the people in a different mind, you know, like if you say something about gay people, when it's comedy, in most cases, most people are going to be like, yeah, it's just a joke. It's comedy, you know, so you kind of get away with a bit more stuff. Man. You got to be a moving room. Not much, not much anymore, but you know, you can move around a little bit. Still be comedy a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Fair enough, fair enough. So, so if I get eggs thrown at me, man, I'm going to be folding you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is on the Monday, that, the, the following Monday, so we'll know. Okay. Cost me on the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll record, man. Come on, there, boy. Come on, there, them bad language, them man. Make, make five and booms don't burn your head. Yeah, good old tunes, man. The good old tunes, the good old not tunes. Sorry, the good old days, man. Listen, man. What I was gonna say now, man. It reminds me of um Lenny Emery, man. He did. I don't know if anyone remembers. He did this um sketch back in the 90s of my life not sketch but he did a, a stand-up routine called um lenny go home and he talked about when he went back to jamaica as one of the most funny sketches ever oh, and, he yeah, talk- and, he, and he's trying to talk jamaican and i went you saw dudley isn't it he's like going, yeah he does anything he goes around the place and he's going what look um and he goes, raise hand for his hand <laughs> he goes all these things and he goes he goes he goes yeah, because uh, yeah, you was from Dudley, isn't it? No, because I'm from Dudley, isn't it? Yeah, you was from Dudley, isn't it? They talk about, he talks about, um, he's, he's trying to buy, he's trying to get some gander and that. He says, walking around the shop. And he said, while he's in the shop and everything, he's just, he's walking around and his mates have kind of got this nervous look on his face. He says, he looks so raving. He might as well been wearing, where's the ganja t-shirts and that. He says, eventually he goes out the shop and someone comes up to him and says, you want to buy some ganja? <laughs> and he says, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, let's walk. <laughs> and he starts walking with the guy. Yeah, and I remember that bit, man. He goes, he goes, let's he goes, walk. That's what he keeps saying in it every time. He says, yeah, man, let's walk. Every time he asks him a question, so how much you going to cost? Yeah, man, you want, you want to buy this? Yeah, man, let's walk. Yeah. Goes, yeah, buy drugs from a lollipop, man. <laughs> <laughs> just little things like that you know it's just funny man and he said like you get back to the hotel and he's smoking all this ganja man you got it everywhere big bag on the table and everything and he said an old woman comes in and just reminds him of his nan and everything man and he felt proper ashamed and and, he just, he just <laughs> bad. and then she goes he goes is why you buy that stuff eh? <laughs> is why you buy that stuff <laughs> she goes why you don't mind from me we get it much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. It's like that. I it? love that. I love that sketch, man. It was one of my favourites as a kid, man. It's one of my favourite, man. 
That's just a nugget, actually. Whenever you go to another country, make sure you get the locals to buy the stuff. Whatever it is, man. If it's food, yeah. if it's weed or drugs or anything, narcotics or whatever you want to do, man. Let the locals buy it, man. Make a friend quickly. The first day, make a friend. Then let him go and negotiate all your future deals in that country. Trust me. Right, Bedroom, he went to India and he did kind of what you're saying now. So when he got to the airport, he kind of looked around for a youngish taxi guy because he wanted to kind of hang around with him a bit. And he just said, listen, if you ride with me, I'll give you £20 a day. And that geezer was flipping ecstatic. Yeah, of course. Millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, ecstatic, yeah. And basically, anytime he bought food, he sent the Indian man in the shop to buy his food. He bought it for stupid prices. Like he said, basically, it's about 15 times, 10, 15 times the price if you're a tourist. So you just pay the man a £20 and you're good. You know what I mean? But you don't need to. Anyway, you could go out for a flipping two-course, three-course meal for like five, six quid and that, man, like with your family. You know what I mean? It's a joke. It's so cheap. Yeah, man. So you're there for two weeks. What you got? You're nicking yourself £140. That's like a, that's like a year's wage in, in India back yeah. then, maybe. And you do what we did in Brazil. You don't go to where all the like, first day, we, me and Wayne were in Rio. We went and bought some food. And I remember buying basically rice, peas and curry goat. It was the same thing, really. And it cost £11 <laughs> yeah, pound with a drink. £11 with a drink. The next day, we've seen these people walking around with these, like, like these tin foils containers. What you'd normally get your chow mein in or something like that. Yeah. And they're eating the same meal, probably a bit smaller, out of a thing. And they tell you they pay by the pound. And you're like, hang on. You pay by the pound. So we found this place called Mr. P's. And yeah. I filled up plates, man. I mean, like, Wayne, I tell you, man, like, I had every kind of chicken, every kind of chicken, stewed chicken, fried chicken, barbecue chicken, every kind of chicken, curry goat, salad, rice, rice and peas, salad, everything, veg, steamed veg, everything, big drink and everything. Got to the till. It was about £2.50, £3. And I couldn't yeah. even eat it. And I was about to throw it, and I seen some homeless people. And I shared it with them. I'll just give it to them. And then from that day, I used to always take a bit extra. and used to give it to the homeless people every single day. But I could not finish a three-pound meal if I tried. You know what I mean? And I was eating over there, man. <laughs> fat, but if fat you would have gone where the English people went, you would have been paying 10, 15 pounds. Like you would kind not over here. It's a bit cheaper, but that would have been a bargain to them. 10, 15 quid. Because you go for a meal here. You go and buy a steak and that. Me and my missus went for a steak the other day. It was 40 quid. Whoa. I can't even afford that now, man. Yo, I can't afford that. Mm. I can't afford 40 quid no more, man. It was good, yeah. to, good to be like single, you know, and free. Yeah, but for an English person then, 10, 15 quid is a bargain to go out and have a steak. You know what yeah, I mean? Buying Brazilian picanha and that. But we weren't, we, weren't, we weren't rolling like that. Me and you weren't rolling like that. We got hang on. I know no Brazilians going and buying 15 pound steak. So like where are they buying their steak and that man because that's yeah. where I'm going. Where they going I'm shopping? Where they're going? Where they where they eating man? Because I'm on a different kind of budget out here. Actually <laughs> saying that, no, no, not you know. But Brazilians are proud people, though, man. Because when I was hooked up there for six months, we did this girl. Her name was Patricia, good looking girl, man. Oh man, I wanted her, oh, man. Never wanted a girl so much in my life, man. She was delicious. Anyway, <laughs> like, yo, yo, nah, nah. But that's beside the point, yeah. Nah, she was, hey, she was, man. If I was, yeah, never mind. Um, she, she would like, when we said, yeah, come take us. Cause obviously we did the, we employed the tactics of getting a local and making her do the shopping for us. It was like, where do you shop? And because Brazilians are too ashamed of like saying, okay, I'm kind of poor and I shop yeah. here. They'll take you to the, the flagship rest, uh, the flagship supermarket in the country. It's where she was taking us. And I was like, Hey, this don't look like the cheapest place to us. And this is where I shop. I was like, but you broke. How do you <laughs> shop here? Really? And then after like about three months of being with her. She was like, okay, I don't really shop there only every now and again. This is where I really shop. She took me to some Brockdown corner shop, man. I was like, yo, this is where we need to shop from now on. This is where you yeah. bring me from now on, man. Everything was cheap in there, man. It was nice. I was like, these are the prices I can relate to, man. Yeah, Wayne likes a cheap, you like a bargain, and it? Bro. I we do like, like, I do like, like a bargain. bargain. It's like, you, what do you, you like a blow? I like a bargain, man. <laughs> 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 no comment, man. No comment. No comment. No comment, man. This is good now. Yeah, this is, I, do, I, do, I do like a blow. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> this is going left field, man. What do you think? What do you do, your Nigel? When you're away, do you do that too? Yeah, you kind of you're kind of living the high life, though, man. Where did you go last? Indonesia, Bali. Man, I've been away for ages, man. Last time we went away was oh, went away with my mother and my niece and my nephew to Spain last year, man. Okay, yeah, that's down. That's yeah. a bit more downbeat compared to what you. Yeah, yeah, 
Bali was honeymoon, man. You don't get a honeymoon every year, brother. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I do. I've always I wanted do. to go to Bali. One of my one of my top places that I want to go to is Bali. I I loved it there, man. I'm more scared of Bali, though, man. I feel like like if you go to like, Indonesia now, especially after that big tsunami, which me and Frank, uh, me and Link actually spoke about in the last show. You you don't know if it's gonna happen there in this region. You're like, okay, I've got to pick the right time when there's brother, brother. You know something. Something can happen to you any time at any That's place, true, man. Any That's true. Right. You're yeah, right, man. man. You're right. So you, you, a a man, a man, for a man like you to say that, who's been to Brazil and stayed down there, how long <laughs> in the favela, and just say, "Oh well, there might there might be an earthquake on this day if the wind's blowing in the wrong direction <laughs> and, and the sea's at this level." Then you know what I mean? It's like, nah, man. No, you don't even live like that. Don't even say that. Talking yeah. of which, That's talking of which, geezer. Um, mm-hmm. sorry to just geezer you, but um. You know, um, I was talking to uh, Link the other day, actually, about when we was in Brazil. I mean, the, the gunfight was going on in the favela. He didn't know that me and you went up into the favela to get changed because we was determined to go out. <laughs> and, and there was gunshot going off. And that. There was gunshot going off. And me and Wayne, we waited and waited and waited. And then we was going out, man. And <laughs> we was like, yo, we're hungry. <laughs> and we went up anyway. And I see policemen like, got like defensive positions and that, like the position themselves up on the favela and everything. We had gunshot go off and everything we was recording it and that man the sound of it and then we could hear it when we was inside the favela as well. It was mad. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy, man. That was a uh, epic, an epic episode, man. Which you know, you know, we're getting older now, man. So we can't do that stuff anymore, man. Nah, nah, like, I've right, three kids now, man. I can't keep putting myself at great risk for that little oh, but it was good, though, it? pleasure in it. I can't do that anymore, man. I gotta it was good, from now it from now on it's the beach in Barcelona. Hello, what the? Who the hell is that? That's a, that's a crazy. <laughs> Y'all are alert. Yeah. Oh, oh, what? Oh. What? <laughs> what, what, what are you oh, doing? Sorry, I've been just, I've just been listening for the last five, ten minutes. Y'all what? are hilarious. What are uh, you doing? Are you interrupting me? Shut just, the fuck up, man. <laughs> Listen, it's all good. It's all good. This is. This is why I wanted to come in, and I just wanted to apologize for my actions. And I know that uh, Wayne, Wayne or Al Stalio had cut out everything, but uh, I still owe an apology to my homie Simon. And I wanted to—I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong, and I'm sorry about how I acted that day. I was very immature, and that's all I wanted to come on here and tell y'all. I love all the horsemen. And really I do. apologize. That's brilliant. Oh, we love you too, man. We love you too, that's, man. That's all all he's forgiven, man. Me and Link spoke the other day. And uh, the one thing we decided, like, we spoke and we knew straight away, man, is like, there's nothing ever going to come between a good friendship, man. There's nothing ever going to become, like, become between that friendship. And, uh, you know, he even said to me, man, like, in his, in his honesty, he said, you want to just leave it for a few days or, you know, for a while and that to you know let things blow over man i thought nah man i've got things to talk about my brother with man you know what i mean let's get chatting when we, when we can get chatting again and luckily we had a nice little chat and everything a few days later man so yeah man all is forgiven link it's good to have you back man. okay i just i just really wanted you to know that man i want everyone to know sometimes it's better to man up and you know maybe not everyone was right on this whole scenario but i was definitely the majority wrong i could there's other ways to handle it than being disrespectful and I'm learning things as my life goes on. And I just want to apologize to all y'all for that display. I'm glad the listeners didn't have to hear it, thanks to Al Stalio's editing skills. But uh, I just still wanted to apologize. You said the listeners ain't going to get to hear it. All I Who says that, dude? They're going to want to ju- look at, listen, no, they're no, no. this is some juicy shit, man. Yeah, like, they're going to want to know. There's a little... A little oh, I, guess that, could, I guess you can let me hear it. I guess you can give them a little playback. I, I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I just want to apologize. And I just wanted to man up and say that I love you all very much. Y'all enjoy your show. And I guess I'll probably be on next week, okay? All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, man. yeah man. God bless you, man. Many, yeah. many blessings to y'all. I love y'all. Stay out of trouble, you little shits. <laughs> 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 all right. See you in a bit, man, Link. See you in a bit, Link. Although, actually... Let's talk about Trump now. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah, nah let's not, let's not, let's just not. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, actually, could have probably Do stayed, actually. But, but yeah, we already spoke about it. He said he just wanted to come on and say an apology. And, uh, oh, no, man. That, that was really good of him, man. But this is what I'm saying. Like, everyone in this group, man, got good characters, you know what I mean? I mean, not, yeah. 
Nigel's a bit iffy, but you know what I mean? Like, he's, Nigel's he's cool, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm joking. Like, no, I'm joking. No, Nigel's no, one of my favourite people, man. Nigel's one of my favourite people, man. The maddest thing is, I, I, the listeners at home, obviously, I, I, I don't know if they already know this, but um, he's a brother's man. And I'd spent years being Al Stalio's friend. Absolutely years by the time that I, I come to meet Nigel. And I met him at the wedding when uh, when uh, my good friend Al Stalio was getting married, man. And it was one of the nicest... Um, moments in my life because it was like somebody just just cloned Al Stallion <laughs> it was like it was like version, even though it was version 1.0 yeah, you could tell because he was kind of twitching the neck was going and that you know there was sort yeah. of some short circuiting yeah, going on the, the short the circuit Vanessa is the clone of both of us man Vanessa now isn't Vanessa behind you is she no 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 Vanessa Vanessa's quite close too man I'm not we can't yeah, we can't deny Vanessa Vanessa's because she was here the other day isn't it and uh, oh, she did to come and see her. Yeah, she came over one dude. Check this out, man. My, my family, I gotta diss my family, man. They, they, my mom calls me up, she's like, Yeah, I'm coming over to Germany. I was like, Oh, great, good. You know, it didn't cross my mind to ask them how long they were coming, so I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I'll come I'll, back on the next flight. And that's yeah, like, the, I was always there. <laughs> nah, nah, dude, they drove here. That's the funny, that's the that's the, oh, that's, okay. the that's the peating point of the whole thing, man. They drove here, so I was like, Yeah, because I want to test the journey. And we're, we're coming over. I was like, Oh, great, so. I'm guessing I was like, okay, I haven't asked them. I'm going to leave it as a surprise, but I'm guessing I'm going to be here till at least the weekend. So on today, I'm going to do this with them. And tomorrow, I'm going to, have to, yeah, I'm going to go yeah, there. Yeah, and I planned yeah. all this week. Yo, I planned the whole week. Yo, I was like, as soon as I got here, I was like, oh, great. They got here at nine o'clock in the evening. They've been driving for like 12 hours or something because they took the ferry. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, great, great. How long are you staying? We leave on, they came on Tuesday night, nine o'clock. They leave on Thursday morning. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you stay for a day. Oh god! I was like, you come to a, you got a day's drive to stay for one day. I was like, yo, Holmes, who, who, who came over? My my mom, um, uh, Vanessa, and Libs. They oh, just wanted to awesome. test the journey. It was a really nice surprise, but it came for yeah. It was too short for my life, and I was like, you didn't even, you know, they didn't even need to come, man. For that short yeah, time, it was really nice that they came. I appreciate, I really appreciate it. But I said to them, the next time you come, come for five days, man. Because that drive, that drive I suppose, is. I suppose, I suppose the thing is though, with me, she got work and all them things. But and nah, listen, man, we're talking about our family and personal things. Yeah, I thought we had some topics to go through. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, anyway, I love my family. I'm happy that they came. But um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Everyone's got work. Everyone's got busy lives. But it would be nice next time, guys. If you're listening, I know you're listening. Come for a little bit longer, cause I, I love you. Come for a little bit longer. Yeah, I love the time, man. I love I love the time spending with these guys, man. And it was such a good time as well, man. It was like one yeah. day just bliss, cause you know I don't really have many visitors, so. Of course, man. Of course. All right, then, man. Let's get the violins out. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I don't have many visitors. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? You know what this means? This means we're going into our first topic, man. The only topic we can start with today, and the biggest news. Half an hour in, you know, first topic. Yeah, yeah. is <laughs> it half an hour in already? Nah, the yeah, back it's about yeah, it <laughs> Yo, half nine, man. Why? <laughs> Sorry, man. Okay, so let's talk about the 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 the, the Megan and Harry, man, and the whole Megan side story. Megan and Harry. Megan. Is it Megan or Megan? I'm 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 German. I was calling Megan, man. Is it Megan or Megan or Marie? I've heard people call it Megan, man. I don't know about anyone else. Megan. That's what we should call her, man. Is it Megan? Okay, Meg- Megan's hot. Hey, jeez. You know what? You know what? Before we start, she's getting some serious hate in it. I don't know if you guys have read Twitter and all the newspapers and everything. This, it's like, it's, it's not Harry's fault at all. He hasn't made no decision. Basically, everyone's like, it's Megan. She's, the, she's up to something. She's doing some purpose. She's taking our golden boy away. The, the prince who's sixth in line that she's taking him away and she's you know it's her and I'm like yo this guy hit the jackpot with this chick man look how good she looks she's how good she looks yeah man she looks well, good organ, the, bro, why, why is everyone stressing why is everyone stressing for you just said it there in your sentence he's sixth in line man listen unless the black death makes its second appearance <laughs> in like, like in a thousand years and that bro I don't think we got much to worry about really <laughs> get me, like, what's gonna have to happen man you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to have a massacre or something to take out the next, the first five and that. And the Queen, to be honest, 
listen, I feel like she'll like live the next five generations on her own, man. She's, she's, like, she's reptilian blood going on. She's hanging like, in that, there. That, that, oh, bro, like that shit's going on. Like reptiles have known to live for a long time, you know. <laughs> Yo, the queen's yeah, hanging in there, man. Um, she ain't been watered down, bro. She ain't been watered down and that, man. Like, they're talking think, about... I think... It, 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 uh, Talk to us, man. Right, it's, 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 it's like... Well, you got to remember in this country, right? You got the royals. Now, the royals, it's... it's Their life isn't actually their life. They're, they're shared. We, we, they're shared. Their lives are shared by certain <coughs> people in the country. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, the royal family tradition, this, that, this, that. Um, you know, what they're seeing, these people, is that Harry is decided, you know, sort of, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to do an Estelio. I'm going to move to another country and I'm going to live my life there. And Estelio, when you moved to Germany, did you get a lot of hate at first when you decided you were going to go over there? Well, only for people who don't really like Germany, but that was it. Yeah, okay. So, well, you know, it's that kind of, you know, I don't understand why they're blaming her. Obviously, it's easy in this day and age. Yeah, let's blame the woman because he ain't got a brain. You know, if he wanted to stay, he'd stay. You know, if he wanted to stay, they probably wouldn't stay together. So maybe maybe he's moving because she's had enough. And you think, you know something, like you said, that's my woman, man. I have to support her. And she's looking good, man. I must admit, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Let's get stuck on that, you know. Let's talk about there's, there's more to that life. She's tidy, you. man. She's tidy. No, man. No, I would man. leave I would leave the world. Right? <laughs> if, if 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 tidy means diva, mate. If you just, the thing is I don't well, yeah, I mean I don't know, man. No man, tidy means diva, mate, and that's why I fight. You might as well throw that's why now, man. Forget that. I don't know Diva, mate. Diva, man, forget that. Because Diva, Diva can't get on with nobody. Diva can't make peace with herself, never mind the rest of the world. So Diva's always looking for something to keep them happy. So, you know what I mean? He'll move there, and if she is what I've just said, he'll be back. (laughs) But he won't be coming back with her. I don't know, man. I, well, depend, I, I mean, I don't, like I said, we, we don't really know. You know, it's a shroud. It's a mystery. Yeah, anyway, so we'll never really know what's happening. Right, behind now, right, yeah, right now, you look at it, you think, yeah, man, my man loves his woman. He's going to move and go and live with her where she wants to live. Boom, end of story. You know what I mean? It's the British press and everybody else who, you know, at the end of the day, anyone would think they're paying, anyone would think that these guys are paying our mortgage. And then now that we're going, you know what I mean? They're going, and now we, you know, we gotta pay our own bloody bills. Just like, hold on a second. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of proud of them, though, man, because they're like basically they don't want no help. They said, look, we don't want to live off the the how do you say the charities of the British people anymore. We want to make our own money, which doesn't really, you know, it made no sense because we're about like forty or fifty million. <laughs> 40 that's that, mate. You know what I mean? It, that's the thing. They, they, they. That's good to make them. That, that's brilliant. Excellence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what you got to think of is they say, oh, these people, they cost you this money, they cost you that money. The thing is, right? If these people tomorrow decided we didn't want to be part of it anymore, I don't see no one getting no tax rebate for the money that's being paid for them. So you know what I mean? It's like. You know, there's this thing that they say, oh, we're paying for them. Well, where do you see that on your income tax deduction that says, oh, this part, this, this penny's going towards the royal family? You don't, it's hidden money. They can throw any figures they want at you. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know what I mean? I don't care. Like I said, if they're going to say, well, these guys are going to come out of the system. Here's, here's 500 pounds back for the year what was paying them. All right, then I'll celebrate. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right now, it's like, like I, like I said for many weeks ago, these little things here, don't really affect me. The soap opera, it. Yeah, the soap opera, mate. It's like it's like what I was talking about last week with Iran and America and that. Soap opera, it's all noise. These guys don't want to fight each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, true. Rhetoric. Very true. they want to put they, they want to put the oil price up. You know what I mean? Some people want to make a bit of money overnight because oh we speculated on the oil because they bombed them and we knew the oil price and got oh we just made ten million pounds because someone bought it at this price and sold it at this price. Boom, everything goes back to normal. Listen, man, it's all a big story. You know what I mean? It's all and it goes further than that, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a load of new weapons being freaking ordered by yeah. certain armies and everything, and they yeah. want to play they want to play around with their new hardware. Yeah, America exactly, upset. Man, you know what I mean? You know what gets what me I'm mad saying. about that whole situation? Because I don't want to get too political, but this is a thing that is a common theme over here with if people know about trident which is our nuclear deterrent yeah and then over in the united states as well where they've got well trident basically is some kind of uh surface to air missile that can intercept submarine you can before yeah it's fired from a submarine 
Um, so, um, and there's a, there's a fixed position, I think, for it just off the coast somewhere as well, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, in America, um, they've just upped the budget for the, for the armed forces. Now, America on its own, obviously, is the biggest spender when it comes to annual spending on its armed forces. But not only that, it outspends the next nine in a row. So it <laughs> Put together, so probably. For its first yeah, attempt, thing, yeah. Yeah, and is right. this, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. This is the important bit. Sorry, Norris, to cut you. This year, Trump put some through uh, Congress and everything and actually got it signed off where they invested another $120 billion extra just into the armed forces. Now, that yeah, could have yeah, paid yeah, for yeah, free yeah. healthcare and free education for every American. The thing is, right, for some strange reason, and this is why the gun laws in America never repelled, they love guns and weapons and, you know what I mean? Woo, pew, pew, they like these things yeah. blow up. The thing is, man, you got, what, what you got to look at is it, it's all about money. Technology is money. Defence is money. The biggest contracts awarded in the world to companies are to defence. Defence is money. Bullets are money. Weapons are money. New weapons are money. Money, 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 money. Someone's got to get rich, man. And those same people who are making money, you probably find they're sat in the government as well. Their shareholders, they're getting money back from getting their own government to buy the same things that they're selling. So it, it's all, it, it, you know what I mean? These countries... You know, we're happy to kind of sell weapons to countries that go and kill other countries. And then, you know what I mean? We'll stand back and say, oh, well, you know, their own internal policy. <laughs> but then other people, are, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, all, it's all a soap opera. The world's a yeah, soap yeah. opera. But anyway, I want to go back onto the Megan Harry thing because I think we didn't well, really, Megan. we haven't really pulled it off yet. But because like the hate yeah, that Megan's yeah, yeah. getting, obviously, because she's of mixed heritage. Like if you is see that, all is that, of, is that is that is that what the hate's about? Because I've not dude, really you want to see really... man, go onto Twitter, man. Go onto Twitter and see what people are there's saying. There's so many people commenting. You know, the only thing I'll say about this year, there's so many people commenting from different walks of life and everything like that. That yeah, there is gonna be every kind of even extreme on there. So you're gonna get that. But that's still gonna be targeted at it at a It's the undertone though, man. Are, if the undertone is gonna be racist and everything, but that's gonna be certain people because she's mixed race. Other people it's gonna be because she's American. Other people it's gonna yeah. be that's racism too I mean like it does not necessarily to say that every single bit of hate is directed from the UK you know what I mean like they could be getting stuff on their Twitter that's coming from America it could be people going who's this without being nasty to him who's this freckly ginger dude and that you're trying to take our mixed race girl and our American you don't know where the hate's coming from so like hate goes both ways I bet you there's a few people in the KKK who would be pretty damn angry about you know a, a white Aryan guy dating a mixed race and bringing a child into the world there's plenty of hate to come from all over the world and you know the same yeah here's, here's the perfect here's the, here's the perfect tweet and I'm sorry for the language the fact Harry and Meghan are getting 50 times more coverage for wanting to be normal than Prince Andrew did for beep beep kids yeah, yeah. just shows the state of this country yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a sign one that's touch on that it's true though isn't it it's a true fact yeah. it's not even just that it's the same that in America, the impeachment was to, the impeachment started, and I was really glad it started. But that came about just as they go, oh, it's all kicking off now, right? Well, let's let's hang Jerry, uh, Jeffrey Epstein in his cell. You know what I mean? Let's hang him. Now these same random things coming up, just as Harvey Weinstein's case is coming up in court as well, and just as a point where Trump's losing a load of support in America, and he's doing all kind of madness over there and everything, like you know, pulling the army out of northern Syria and. You know, he's just been up in court and that just admitted to his twenty million pound fraud for his Trump Foundation and all this stuff's going on in the background. So now we needed like a shiny object. Oh, that's the Iran crisis. You know what I mean? And, and whatever, it, <clears throat> whatever it may be. But like you say, in England, it's the fact that um, the, the alarming thing is now in, in in Parliament is Boris Johnson is literally parroting Trump's words about what this Iranian dude was doing wrong and everything constantly and how there's an imminent threat. So we're they have to, they have to, they have Iraq to look, man. Yeah, but we're it's, getting Iraq part two, bro. When we were led into a false war, that's happening part all, two. The, the thing is, right, it's, again, money, budgets, bodies. And yes, yeah. you know, we have to go where America is because they buy our weaponry. They buy our military. We buy their weaponry. You know what I mean? I think everything's linked, man. The thing is, they have to have these things. They're all, it's all cycle, cycles, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Take yeah. our mind off something. There's probably a recession coming, so they're thinking, well, what can we do now? Let people not worry about being broke. Uh, yeah. Hey, what, let's go. You know what I mean? It's a, look, man. These are, and that's why I don't... That, and that's why and I think... I used to be quite passionate about politics oh, and that. Well, I think... I have to take a step... Oh, go on, man. 
No, not you. Sorry, my bad. My bad. I'm just going to exit for thirty seconds. Carry on, guys. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to take a step back because it was like too much, man. <laughs> yeah, but lad, like I said, I don't know, man. You're right. I think it's yeah, it's definitely best to not get too indulged in all this stuff that's going on around because yeah, you kind of lose you your be, mind. You know, the thing is, the thing is, you you can decide. You can be angry every day. Wake up, watch the news watch the news see all the bad news leave your eyes you're vexed, you're vexed before you've even spoken to a human being though because you've seen one man's done this and another man's done that and he's this race and he's that race and he's this and we're bombing them over there and because they're bombing them we've got you know what I mean you think you can leave your house thinking bloody hell you know what I mean is that what you said it lot, that's the, and that's the way a lot of people start their day they start with that negative input let me just put a dampener on your morning this guy's got killed that man's got stabbed that man's got robbed you know what I mean so for me, it's like, well, I don't, I don't need to hear that really and truly. It's, it's um, <laughs> negative. It is. It is. That's, just, that's, you know. But that's the same sort of thing when you decide you're going to travel into a country that's not really like known for being, not even, like, if, like for example, if I said to you guys tomorrow, I'm going to Venezuela. Yeah. You know, I you know, know you're not a good to, idea. It's not a good idea, but it's not a good, and I wouldn't do it. Well, it's not necessary. It's not a good idea because you know the thing is that the stuff that's going on in Venezuela is political. So unless you go into the centre of Caracas or something where the protests exactly. are going on, where you're going to get caught in the middle of it, the chances that's are you're going to see a beautiful country. The only problem in Venezuela at the moment, and it was like what happened in Zimbabwe, is they've got this astronomical sort of like a uh, inflation going on. Like it's way outside what people can. A loaf of bread is a pound today, and like five pounds tomorrow. (laughs) Not even that. It's more like a pound today, fifty pounds tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, it's got stupid. It's gone stupid. So obviously, people are going insane over there and everything. And the the one day you're rich, one day you're poor. You're like I'm rich today. I'm poor. Yeah. So I go to Hong Kong, and you're gonna have to watch more than Hong Kong now because Taiwan have just had a vote where they've just voted for the party, like uh, which is basically sprouted up from nowhere uh, which is like the, the not it's like the two systems kind of party that wants to keep china like what is it to call it or, autonomy or whatever they want to keep it out like they want to keep china away from from their yeah, policy yeah, making yeah. and everything and taiwan is like a, a like a little bit of a gem for china you know what i mean it's their a lot um, of resources in it they have a lot of resources their, their, te- their te- technology you know it's their technology in taiwan it's, it's, it's where a lot of their technology is centered so it's, it's, it's really important. And because of what's going on in Hong Kong now, they might use Taiwan as an example, because even though they've, they've voted for these people, you know, they're going to be like shouting about policies that are going to be talking about getting further away from China. And China's not the kind of country that responds well to that. You know what I mean? So it's going to, that's going to be one to watch in the coming months. So I, you know, both of you, I'll tell you to watch out for that. It's going to be an no, I can see that. I'm just looking that at and Hong Kong now. together. That is going to be a very, very interesting situation developing because it's almost like this is the not the challenge that you expected to China. You expected it to be America in some kind of like power struggle to stop them from trying to, you know, becoming the, the biggest superpower in the world. But really now you've got all this going on, this unrest in, in Hong Kong and in Taiwan, not in unrest in Taiwan, but like the voting in Taiwan is leading a certain way. And it's making me think, is this anything similar to the Arab uprising where all of a sudden all these Arab countries started to try and overthrow their presidents and their dictators that had been in place for 30 and 40 years at a time. Is I mean, it's about time, really. This? Yeah, but is America handling this? Because China, China, China ain't going to have that, mate. No, the thing is, That's right, a chance. <laughs> they won't have that. And the thing is, right, America, America's no way going to poke that red dragon with no stick. I don't give a monkey's stick. They cannot do with that headache because i tell you this now, man. China wanted to. China wanted to go to war. They got more people than the rest of the world put together. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. They got one sixth of the world's population. That's what I'm saying, man. So, and the thing is, if you think about it, they've been busy buying up the rest of the world. They've bought up Africa. They've bought up the Caribbean. Who do you think's building their roads? Who do you think's putting? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tri- and a lot of times roads that are not needed and hospitals that are not needed. They're exactly, trying to say the you know, be, build them first, exactly. and then, then the people will come, and it's not working out that way. Well, so then, well, well, what's happening is, is there? If you think about it, that costs money. So that investment somewhere down the line, China are going to say, "Well, we want, we want our money back now." That's so those, those, yeah, those governments now are going to be in hocks. So if you think about it, their their tentacles are spreading across. You know, economically, obviously not through military mar- uh, means, 
But they've, they've got their hands in a lot of pies now. So when they want to make decisions, they've got a lot of countries who will say, yeah, we'll agree with China because they've spent money in our country. They've raised the standard of living. They've improved our tra- infrastructure. They've invested. They've sent doctors there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's how the world's going to change, mate. You've got to give them respect, though, man. I'm, I'm happy that the Chinese have taken over and, and decided to do that because, look, no one else is Af- helping Africa, really. No, no one else. No, don't, get that, don't, get that, don't get that twisted. Not I mean, I mean, right, yeah, right. okay, let's that's say. Like, that's like saying, yeah, that when the English people went into, and the Belgique and everything went in, and the Dutch went into the mines in Congo, and now, like, the Congolese pull out the mines, they're worth, like, literally a couple of pounds and everything. They get to a dealer in the, in the middle of the town, it's worth a hundred pounds. He gets on a, a, a flight to Belgium, and now it's worth a hundred grand. That's what's happening. A lot it's of the same thing as takeover that's then. Happening with, that's happening with what's, what, what China are doing. They're not saying, look, this is what Africa needs. So this country needs like this road and this airport. What they're trying to do, and Make I've watched easy. a lot of documentaries on this, is they're basically saying, look, we're going to build you a super airport like with super terminals and the widest runways, and it's going to be a world leader. And basically, we're talking about this is a, the only thing in the area is mud huts and villages, and there's not even that many people in the local 300 miles who could even think about using it and then they're charging them an enormous amount you know enormous amount of money and saying well you like like nigel was saying oh you owe us now you know it's not our fault that the only people yeah. that up was you know five farmers is five lamb and a goat you know you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah. and then like, and they ain't even got their boarding passes or nothing you know what i mean so like there's, there's nothing and that road that super highway with like 12 lanes each side of the road it's going to cost you. So now what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to give us 20% of your gas revenue for your country. Yeah. Or you're it's going so to have to build a super mall with only Chinese shops or only Chinese people building your next, you know, whatever your projects are. And you give us some stupid rates that now is crippling your country. I think that every the, the single person's is, paying it. That's the same thing that happened. Mission. That's the same thing that happened with Jamaica because they sold their soul to America. Yeah. And then it was cheaper to buy American products than it was to buy Jamaican products. So if you think about the people that hurts in terms of, you know, people who've got their own business and stuff. And so they're in this, you know, perpetual state of debt where they sold their soul too early and, you know, they reap the rewards now. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't know, you know, you, the thing is there's parts of Africa which look better than England, mate. You can break this down so easily, though, can't you? Nigel, like, listen, you mm. know what it is with big politics. It's always the same as what it is at the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm. When you strip it down to its basics. So what's going on there, we'll just describe in Africa, is exactly the same as what happens with the loan shark. It's like, right, and I'll borrow 20 quid. Okay, then yeah. you owe me 100 quid. I can't pay you 100 quid. I've only got 50 quid. Okay, then yeah. I'll break your legs. Yeah. That's what yeah, that yeah. is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. On no a big scale. That's it. There's no more different between what was going on there and what I've just described. It's the it's same scenario. Mafia, mafia, mafia. We need you. We need your help. Okay, your help. I'll help you. But in turn, if you can't pay, I'll break it. Belongs to us. Yeah. <laughs> All this belongs break to us. Because I mean, they know that at some point Africa ain't gonna be able to pay back. They're too. They're not. They're not stupid. But they're like. They they're too relaxed, you know. They're too like lapsy daisy. They're just thinking about yeah, The two relaxed. It's that listen. There's no coordinated structure yeah exactly government and there's a lot of not non-africans and this is where and people easily get bought. wrong this is what yeah easily bought but for why because this is what i always get wrong like there's a lot of africans a lot of them even in government who probably want to do the right thing you know what i mean and, and do something but the thing is this is the same as a lot of other professionals in the world where the red tape like stops you so you now as a want to come in as a i don't know a parliament parliament person a person a member of parliament you come into a system that's so inherently corrupt that if you try and be a reformer, you stand out like a sore thumb and you just will not be taken serious. You try and do something, people think, you know, I'm, not, I'm just going to distance myself. It's like training day. You either come on board and you get down with us and do what we do or you're expelled and away from everything, you know what I mean? And that's the system that they're trying to, do, you know, do something in. So a lot of people, even to be, make any serious change in Africa, would probably have to be corrupt right up until the point where they get some power and then can actually do something about it. It's a very, very weird system, you know, you know what I mean? Because the system's corrupt, inherently corrupt and that. So to try and be someone who can actually do something in that system, it's very, very difficult. You know, it's very, very difficult. So 
it's hard and it's, it's hard to invest money or to give aid to a country like that because you're thinking, mm. well, everybody, wa- everybody wants it. Everybody wants their cut. The slice, like the pie, yeah. like yo, give me everybody one. wants their slice yeah, on, their, on, their, on their way to, on the way to help them. They want a cut. Are oh, you going yeah. to help these people? Well, you have to look after me first. He's like, oh, I'm like, it's like, yo, actually saying yeah, that. It's, point, actually. It's like that at every level though, man. It's like, cause I remember yeah. when, I was in, when I was in Tanzania and that, and I'm driving now, and every every so often we come up against a, like a like a, a road blockage where there would be police officers. You had to always tip them. Yeah. yeah. Always be like, yo. And yeah, one, got, one, one time we got a bit serious, man. One time we got a bit serious. Some geezer, he was like, he looks in, he sees me, sees my like my wife and the kids. He's like, yeah. He starts talking his language and that. He was saying something about like, yeah, you know, this supposed to have a seatbelt on it, you know. You know, they're going to get in a lot of trouble, you know. And he was basically like, we started getting a bit nervous, man, because he was like looking all serious, like putting his hand on his gun and that. And I was like, yo, this guy's is serious. Driver <laughs> was in with, like, he was proper cool. He was like, nah, don't worry, man, I got this. And yeah, and he like, he gave him a little bit more money. And the geese was like, yeah, no problem, no problem, let us go. But he was, he was, he was ready to do something he was, man. I was going to put up my <laughs> nah, British passport. He's, he's... <laughs> 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 my queen and glory, yo. Under the oh, command well. of the whole British Army, man, <laughs> you let me pass. Oh my <laughs> god, man. that's so funny, bro. That's yeah. such a sketch. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, yeah. I'm British. Do you know I'm British? <laughs> I've actually seen a film where someone said that. Do you know I'm British? You can't do that to me. Like, wow, yeah, have, you read, have you ever actually read the inside of a British passport? What it says, we're allowed to be passed without with no. No obstacles in our way. We're allowed to pass through with no obstruction. Yeah, yeah, man. It's pretty, pretty powerful stuff, man. Like, what? Like a... We never, we never know that, man. Go read him. I actually have to see. If, where is my passport, man? I don't know where my passport is, man. I lost it. I took it out today. We were allowed to go without hindrance or anything, man. We were protected by Her Majesty the Queen. What Liz uh, is looking after me. God, that's, yeah, really. That's what he says there. You're going to says the passport, man. You are protected, man. The, we're British subjects, man. I mean, that's not a good thing, but, you know, we are. The thing is, though, I thought that's what, yeah. Fair enough. I can live with that. I can live with that. So, yeah, man. All right, man. Let's, you know what? Let's, this is, that was kind of a nice little chat, man. Let's, um, let's, actually, I'm going to put music on for you guys. Man. I know I should put it on randomly, but I'm going to try and put it on now. Where is this, man? So, yeah, next subject. Do like that song. Someone told me it's crap yesterday, though. Who said that? Who? Who said that? <laughs> I'm trying to think who it was. Somebody just said it weren't their kind of hip hop. That's it. Oh, yeah, it, was my, it was one of my artists. Not crap. Well, he said, no, it's not for me. It's, it's you're not, always going to find. Not my kind of. Is that song hip hop? Nah. Yeah, it is actually. Because it's got a hip hop beat. That's a trap beat. Oh, I don't well, know, the man. thing is, you, right. where you play, there's no, there's no downbeat. It'll go. It's a very soft thing, and it's a very soft thing. It's more atmospheric, man. I would say more. Mm, I like no. it. I think it's a real. I think it's a real nice tune, man. Yeah, I, I think, think man, I could listen to that with headphones on, like. On yeah, it's a proper, it's a proper, proper like, chill out, tune, chill man, out. Right? It's like a chill out. That's what it was. The old chill out. It'd be for chill out tracks. Yeah, know, yeah. Man. Nah, nah, nah. It's better than that. <laughs> they were nice, like man. They used to have all the CDs, man. I like that. That's a nice compliment. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, uh, what's cool? Let's 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 um let's uh you know something I realized. I know this is another topic, man, and it's probably gonna be a short topic. But you know, like the other day, I realized like like um who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody. I looked down at his shoes and it, and I was like, I was like, ah, what are those? And she was like, those are Nikes. And it hit me for the first time yet. I've never ever owned a pair of Nike shoes. Really? Yeah, in my, I've never owned a pair of Nike shoes. Never. No, no way. I've just actually this or last year I just bought my first pair of Adidas shoes. I've never had what Nikes. Are you wearing? Dude, I had everything up, all the above, man. All of the above. I never had a pair of Nike and I never had a pair of Adidas until this year. Mm. I, I've always I don't know a bit. So basically, what I want to talk about is designer clothes, man. What is it about designer clothes, man? What What is it about a design like a, a name that makes people want to spend hundreds because it says that name on it? Tommy Hilfiger because, because 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 of status and, and what it boils down to is if someone can work out that you're wearing a shirt which is 500 pounds then straight away in their mind in their mind I will hasten to say your their status will, will be elevated 
Now, the reality is, me no fan of fashion at all. And I remember having a fight in school with a boy. He called me a coffee. He couldn't have a pair of fabric trousers. And as I held him up in the air by his neck, <laughs> outside, the comp- outside the computer room, that's before my eyes. And that was the end. <laughs> After that, he came in Sykes instead of Nikes. Maybe I'll get some Farris when I'm in the fifth year. Yeah. I was the fir- first year at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you gangster. You gangster. <laughs> you know something? I, mate, you used to wind me up, you know, because like, really? there's, there's that thing called R. Uh, are you trendy? I mean, you think, what the hell's trendy? Are you trendy? What is that? Feeler. It was all about it's either trendy. wearing either flared jeans when flared jeans was out. Or one time... Yeah, yeah that's going back up. a bit, isn't it? So I was saying, one time this boy turned up to school in a pair of um, Adidas trainers and these trainers, they had like a computer in them and could say how fast you ran. You could like... Really? Timer. Mate, you had about 30 people. He comes to school, you had about 30 people gathered him. around him. Looking really? at his feet, man. Poking his feet in that. Yo, Mate. feeling good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, I've never been a man to follow fashion at all. To be fair, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's never been really bothered nope. me. No, nope. uh, Rain's quite. A, Rain's got quite a good. Ta- he's got good taste in clothes. From what I know, this is the the, the thing I know about Australia. Other than that, he's got really good taste in clothes, but he yeah, don't he has, just yeah. go for a name. He goes for oh, I like that. That'd yeah, he goes like for that. goes for a, go for, you go for a look. Don't you? But we don't go for yeah. design. Yeah, that's what I try and do, man. But if, if, if I've ever got design, it's because it's by accident. You know what I mean? I've picked it up from somewhere and, and I've got it home, and it's like, oh, it's that so and so make. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, the design. It was a hand me down because my brother liked designers. I ain't buying no designers, man. Like, yeah, yeah, like you say, a sale, maybe a sale on a t-shirt yeah. or something. But I remember seeing a sale where my brother was ecstatic. He managed to buy two T-shirts for 120 pound. Mate, and they mate. were hideous, mate. They were hideous. He probably never wore. He didn't, he didn't even like them. He didn't like the colour of one, and his friend was buying the other one, so he was buying the same one anyway. But he really didn't want to have to wear it at the same sort of time. So he used to ring his friend to see if he, what colour he was wearing on the night. He was terrible. Yeah, absolutely awful. I break out in a cool, cold sweat when, when I go and buy a pair of jeans and they're more than thirty pound. Me, I'm like, what? How much? What kind of jeans is these? They make coffee for me. Oh, yeah, they're coming from yeah. They're coming right Tesla. Eh? Hundred and twenty bucks, man. Look back then, you could probably take a holiday for that, mate. Jeez, hmm? anyway, you could take a holiday. Out is, flight. Really, yeah, we bought a four hundred pound click suit, not click suit, um, a Moschino suit. Four, no, more than that. You know, you know, the worst, the worst, the worst thing about it, right, is that. Two options: you dry clean it. The dry cleaner doesn't actually clean it. You just like I don't know what I don't know what dry cleaner does. We don't clean your fucking clothes, or you put it in the washing machine. It kills it after the third yeah. wash. Whatever shirt that shirt that had a nice sharp corner, sharp edges, is just like a t-shirt. So yeah. <laughs> and you can buy starch for three pound. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> you man. can buy starch. Yeah. I was in the army. You buy starch. You know what I mean? You spray your clothes where you want it to, 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 to steam. So neutralise yeah. the odours. That's basically a. What is no, it? not to yeah. neutralise though. Does the starch can put like a, a sharp <laughs> crease and leave a bit, leave some, yeah. uh, some uh, what do you call it? Rigid, uh, it's rigidity, rigidity, whatever it is. It's, it's put, a bit put, put corners, it, yeah. Put corners in your own trousers. Not even though. that. It's not even that. Yeah, but you can just hold it in place. And I mean, if you put a fold in it and you spray yeah. starch, that it ain't moving from there. Really? Did I hear you say you're ex-army? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. How long was you in the army for, man? I was only in there for a few months, bro. Let's not get it twisted in that. I would tell you honestly, and that I was the youngest person on camp when I first went to first stage training, and I was yeah. the only mixed race guy at fifteen hundred people. There was three black guys, but they were all close to passing out, like to to the finishing their training, and all of them yeah. finished their training before I got out. And I got bullied, man. Did I get bullied by sergeants who throw me down the stairs? I got like bullied. The sergeant was turning everybody against me. So uh, one time I, I remember I that. Collapsed. Yeah, one time I collapsed after like a, a mad run because they didn't let me eat my breakfast. So like everyone had breakfast, and as soon as I sat down, he said, "Right, up, oh, move, come on, come on." And then he made us go on like I think like a seven mile tab through like the for the like the hills and everything like that. And you have these kind of pack, sugar kind of packs or glucose packs or whatever. And I only had two of them. And uh, you meant to have six, so he didn't care. I t- told him I had none, he didn't care. And then I just got really lightheaded. I collapsed. And he said, he basically told everyone, I said it was easy. And basically everyone had to carry my, my, my the burger. And everyone had to carry me because I was royal. So he made them carry me seven miles, basically. <laughs> but between them, yeah. yeah you I'm can imagine how 
Yeah, they hated me. They absolutely hated me from that moment. Oh, and then he kept on doing things like that, you know, similar things. He was a racist, man. The racist. Yeah, man. yeah the army back then, especially because remember, I was going to go into the Navy, innit? Yeah, yeah. I said, nah, I said, nah. I said, nah, I Wait, hold on a second. How come you boys was going down that tip, man? Aren't they? Yeah, because remember, you... We yeah, wanted to escape Smurvy, that's why. Yeah, that's it. It's like, it's like a basic American teenage story. The most Americans are probably, at some point, have a brush with the military because it's all you got my man when when i left school and stuff and i was like kind of like i think i was 18 i met a guy in it where i was working and he's always telling me about the navy he was like hey go to the navy man you get to travel the world you get a girl in every port and it's really nice get to spend because i was like uh, i actually passed the test to be a submarine engineer and, yeah. um yeah so it would have been a real good career for me actually i would have been well i would have been minted now because that would have been a job for life you know what i, mean? I would be on submarines yeah. for like whatever but like, just as I, the guy was like, okay, you're going to sign. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to think about it. And I left and I never went back, man. I said, nah, it's all right. But like I said, it was like, that was like an option for me to get out of like, cause I wanted to travel, man. I wanted to do something different. And I looked at the army yeah. and I, or the Navy and I thought, yeah, this could be it. But then the last minute yeah. I said, nah. And then next year, I think the following year, the 9-11 thing happened. I was like, whoa, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Actually, do you know, yeah, I just thought, yeah. Nigel, there's a picture on my Facebook that I put up yesterday <laughs> of me in the army. Okay. Is, yeah, I look about 12. Uh, you know, I, I literally I look about 12. I remember they made you yeah. shave and I didn't have nothing to shave. I, 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 but they I, made me shave I, anyway. See, I couldn't have gone in there, man. Them, them, them places there. It's like, I knew my limitations, man. Nah, you know what it is? I knew, I knew my limitations. The thing is, you think about it, in, in outside of your life, you can escape. Because back then, if you if you if you're gonna have to hear that noise about colouring that, you're gonna have to hear it. There's no there's no one there who's gonna say, "Oh, you can't say that." The law, you know what I mean? Everyone will be part of it. And for me, yeah. that's why I was never really a pub man or anything like that. Because once, what my my philosophy is, once you've come out of education and you ain't got no teachers around, anything goes. Who's gonna who's gonna stop you from doing the worst that can happen? So, <laughs> oh, nothing. But I had a lot of fun, like in them days, like the army. I was constantly locked up because I had a girl and uh, I, every time I saw her, I seemed to get catch, you know, everywhere we go. And uh, the one <laughs> time I remember being in the stables, this is one of the funniest story. I remember this, this man, I'd already been fined about nine or 10 times by then. I literally had no money left at all. I got fined every week. And I remember we got, there was, we used to train where the household cavalry, which is the people who like the mounted, you know, sort of people who protect the queen, you know, in their shiny gear. And basically, uh-huh. they've got the stables, and they basically was out with the horses, and I knew the stables were going to be empty for ages, and they were cleaned out, and they were mint. So I thought, right, I'm going to just go and take this girl in there, and she's got the best name you ever hear in your life, but I don't know if I'll like, put it over the airwaves, but the surname was Balamatuku. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was from Fiji. She was from Fiji. Um, but Fiji and Jamaica. Balamatuku. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So if you, you know, if you're out there, big up. But anyway, yeah. So like, we we yeah, was um, yeah, in the stables and we was having a bit. And all I remember is just seeing a, sh- a torch shining off my backside. So even when I turn around, I just see shiny backside, and that <laughs> I was putting in the shift as well. So <laughs> I got caught. I got caught, and I got locked up. And they made you do this thing called sandbags. And basically, in the middle of the room. There'll be like, I don't know, 50 or 100, let's say, for instance, 100 of these sandbags. And they're probably about 10 times the size of a bag of sugar. So probably 10 kilograms each. And they'll literally look at you and they'll go, all right, then there's 100 in there. I want, I want like 25. No, I want you to put, no, say, yeah, let's say I want 25 sandbags in that corner, 25 in that corner, 25 in that corner, and 25 in that corner. So you have to start doing this with the sandbags. But this, the room is basically a gymnasium or a basketball court. <laughs> you're running around trying to put the sandbags in the corner and he goes out and he says I'll be back in a bit and when he means in a bit he means he'll be back in three minutes and then he comes back in three minutes and goes how many are you done? and you go well I've managed to put two in that corner two in that corner two in that corner <laughs> one in that corner and be like okay so that's two, 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 two okay so that's nine sandbags that means you've got 91 sandbags right I'll have 91 star jumps 91 press ups 91 sit ups 91 you know what I mean it's crunchies and then, like you have to do all that and then he goes I'll be back in a bit and then he comes back three minutes later and says how many are you done yeah so I want 87 star jumps 87 sit ups and he done that to me once when I drunk I was I, I went off like, was on day release and we and no, yeah. said it 
They said like everybody was 18 and over, you're allowed to have one alcoholic drink. You have to be dressed up to the nines in your suit and you have to go out onto the town. Anyone who's 16 or 17, you're allowed to go out, you're allowed to go to the cinema, you're allowed to do whatever, but do not be caught drinking because you will be breathalyzed when you get back. I ended up losing everybody who went to the pub because I weren't allowed to go in the pub. <laughs> then I went to... Slippery character. Yeah, I went to Woking train station and because I looked like an adult, I went and bought alcohol in the train station. Then I drank and then I remember drinking a bottle of brandy and then I ended up drink, eating a burger and then I ended up in a cinema somehow and just remember feeling sick in the cinema and then I went back to where I was drunk, had my burger, bought another bottle of brandy and then I woke up on top of my burger about six o'clock in the evening and we was due back at four and I kind of rolled out of a taxi, literally crawling along the floor in my suit and they took me to the gymnasium and I said, right. <laughs> I'll be back in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think you made it happy yourself though, Mac. You were not conforming. You just got oh, like... Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I was going to say, that sound like someone yeah. who was kind of like... Yeah, yeah, he just made himself a target. I put a big massive red cross, cross there on his back and said, kick me. I think, yeah, man, I, I, I want you guys to see if you can sort me out. <laughs> <laughs> that's shenanigans, you know, that's the army for you, you know, you see things you do to the army. Like, you know, it's, do you know what it reminds me of? You ever see that, um, that bit of that film Life, you know, with uh, yeah. you know, this is the cherry pie. And, and he, just, he, just, he just can't help it. He, like, he's getting shot at and everything, but just to eat that hot cherry pie. Yeah. It's kind of it's like, like Miss Badamatuku was like, the, the, she was just so beautiful. She was just gorgeous. Mixed race Fijian girl with green eyes. I mean, what more do you want? She was absolutely stunning. You know what I mean? She had her flaws as well. Don't get me wrong. She had like a bit of a square headache. Or, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the army for you. But I mean, she was absolutely stunning. <laughs> and, uh, army. Anyone looks I good, say, man. Like, Kitty Berrett. Now, she was literally, there was, there was a load of Russian shot butter looking girls. And then there was her. And like, literally, I, I had to try and wrap that deal up quickly, which I did. And uh, yeah, man, I was, I was, you know, very happy with her which actually took my mind away from somebody in rugby who was recently pregnant who told me while I was in the army and I had a breakdown. <laughs> who that was dear that? friend of ours. The, the BG, man, BG. <laughs> BG. Think of initials, geezer, man, come on. BG from rugby. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember, dude, man, but we'll figure it out after the show, man. <laughs> you can tell All me right. later, man. Um... All right, man, that sounds good, man. You know what? Actually, we're kind of, we're kind of going on a bit, man. I wanted to break down this Ricky Jarvis, man. Did you guys hear the, um, the, the epic... Whatever his name is, man. Jarvis, the race. The guy who did the Golden Globes. You guys listen to that, man, at all? I didn't, but I heard about it. Nigel, did you hear it? Uh, yeah, I heard about it, but I think last, last year it was funny, and this year they've got some not funny people in there. No, no, but this year, man, he did an epic rant. I wanted to break it down, but you know what? We're not going to have time for that, man, because it's like, it's like seven minutes long and then obviously going to be breaks okay. and pause in between. So Next week, know. man, next week. Yeah, we can do it next week. Yeah, man, why not? Um, I don't know. We should, I've got time for one more topic, man. I'm going to go and get some food, man. I'm hungry. You're hungry. Why, why are, you, are you hungry? You're hungry, man. You're hungry. Yeah, you know what it is? I, I had dinner today, but I didn't have <laughs> anything I, else afterwards, man, so... Uh, you know, then you know, yeah, okay, we've done like an hour, man. You know, I recorded time. I, uh, I would like to stand here with you guys, man. What can I say, man? I love you guys, man. I want to just continue. Continue. <laughs> I know we all got work in the morning, right? You guys got work in the morning. I'm still on holiday, so I'm good. Yeah, two. man. All right, man. Well, we're still there, man. We're still there. We're still there. There's plenty to come, man. They'll catch you on Thursday. Yeah. Are we going to do, um, oh, well, yeah, actually, we should do a Thursday one. Now. I'm in a meeting. You're in a meeting, dude, man. I'm in a meeting on Thursday. I could possibly get you a guest, though. But we'll talk off air, man. We'll talk off air. Yeah, all right, man. Um, Gentlemen, have a good evening. Oh, wait, have you got any plugs? Okay, yeah, I'm going to plug one of my um, clients, DLA Academy Dream Live Achieve. They do dance, they do drama, they do music classes for uh, young minds. They uh, inspire young hearts through performing arts. They do classes for three to 12 plus and above. Uh, contact them at George Salter Academy at West Bromwich. They're on Facebook. They're good, man. Dream Live Academy, DLA. Boosh. Boom. And Sai, you got anything? Uh, yeah, man. I just want to encourage people to have a listen to BBC Sounds because I put on an amazing poet. The poet who actually did the... Uh, 
He actually did the poem for the return of Peaky, Peaky Blinders. They actually commissioned him direct. His name's Casey Bailey. And he performed an amazing uh, poem called Wax, which I think anyone should listen to. So it's on the Nikki Tapper show that was aired last Sunday, which was what day? This is the 12th of January. And you'll catch him about one hour and 52 minutes into the show. You should listen to it, man. It's amazing. And also check us out, Igloo Music, uh, on Facebook, IGL Youth Music on Facebook. Excellent, man. And you know me, the brains, the brawn, the excellency. Actually, you guys should call me excellency from now on. Nah, nah, nah. I'll call you that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellency. We had to, you used to have to call one of our bosses excellency. He was from Saudi Arabia somewhere or one of these mad crazy places. I remember. I really? came to that really? consulate. I really? came to Saudi consulate when you worked there. Or yeah, the excellency. Yeah, excellency. Yes, excellency. Yes. Yeah, yeah, really, really. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, but you know, I'm too polite, man. I'm too polite. Anyway, you know me, Alstalio, Alstalio at hotmail.com, A L S T A L L I O dot com. Uh, keep listening to the podcast, The Locker Room Talk with the, the horsemen of the Black Opalypse. <laughs> they were three, sometimes we're four. We're missing our lady. Hopefully, she'll be on next week or the week after. Um, yeah, man, but that was a good show, man, guys. I'll see you guys next week. No, or, or for an extra, who knows, man? Let's see. We'll, we'll be back, man. We'll be back. Yeah, man. We're back. Peace, 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 peace man. Peace.